This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up wrap on 95.7. Well, Whitey Gleason, it was a competitive Warriors effort after they trailed by 10 at the end of the first quarter. The Warriors would uh, fight and scrap and claw and do a lot of things well in the ballgame tonight, but ultimately they could not overcome 22 turnovers that led to 32 Phoenix Suns points, and the Suns beat the Dubs 112-106 to tonight in Phoenix. So the Warriors reached the All-Star break 50 Five games into the season, so officially two-thirds of the way through this thing, and they are 12-43, and 43, which continues to be the worst record in the NBA. Throw all that aside, though, tonight, because I think that the big headline, and I want to focus in on two players, and it's two players we talked about a lot with Matt Kolsky on Warriors Live. Andrew Wiggins, three games in, I think he's fitting in just fine with this Warriors team. And Marquise Chris is somebody that I'm 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 left wondering as he plays 31 minutes tonight and scores 18 points with 12 boards, could he actually really be a starting center that plays a lot of minutes next year? Hey, before we get to that, how does it feel? All star break. We're feel not like- there yet, though. We're not there yet. Well, do you, you don't feel like you're on vacation at all? You all no Warriors games now till next Thursday against the Rockets. We got to talk about this one. Yeah, I know, but it's we're still kind of a little bit on All Star break, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, talk to yeah. me at about uh, nine forty-five. All right, I will do that. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, basketball references, nicknames: Maple Jordan, Junior Jordan, the Prospect, Mister Fantastic, and Wiggs. He was all that and more tonight. One of the knocks on Wiggins coming in here. Everyone who know everyone knows this who follows it because it's one of the things we, we we heard over and over. Not always efficient offensively. Twenty seven points on fourteen shots tonight. Hit three of four three pointers, five assists. It's two out of three games where shots. he's been efficient. Yes, and he's doing other things. I mean, you said you challenged him in the pregame I did. today. You said, "Hey, grab a rebound." Well, he had four. Right after only four in the first two games. So the Warriors. You know, this year being what it is, they have to be thrilled with what they've seen so far. But I know we're going to hear from Steve Kerr. Even Steve Kerr, after the game, pointed out, well, small sample size. But so far, he he probably, in a lot of ways, he could not fit in any better than he's fit in so far. And I actually think the fact that he's been able to do it efficiently with the team that he's currently playing with, the actual players that he's playing with now, speaks volumes to what will happen once Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and everybody is is all back in the fold and they're all playing together because one of the things that I was concerned about coming into uh, you know his first game and, and now that he's played three I thought hey he may have to function a lot like he did in Minnesota where it's 
him being the best wing player on the floor for that team, so he's got to just go get it and take a ton of shots, and if he's going to score, he's going to do it rather inefficiently the way that he has done it with the Timberwolves to begin his career, but that has just flat out not been the case at all, and in two of the three games, he's been really, really, really good. It was just really the first quarter and the fourth quarter of the, the ball game on Monday night that has been an area of, well, what was going on there? Right. We heard a lot, didn't we, that he was, well, he was like D'Lo and that he's ball dominant. Uh, and I know really. he was that way. Well, he was that way a little bit in Minnesota, but we I haven't seen that at all. No, here. he's been a willing passer. He's yes. been, I, I think, just unselfish. I think he's tried to fit in. He's tried to cut. Uh, and, and he's practically jumped out of the chair at one of his – Back cuts that led directly to a basket. Yeah, it's he's been a fun player to watch, and and really the nature of this Warriors season to this point, with the record the way that it is, you can kind of just look at him and watch him and not really worry at times about the other guys that are on the floor. And it's been it's been fun to kind of see the different things that he does well. I think it's a really good sign, not just for him, but for the team going forward that even though they don't have the players they're going to have next year, the offense has functioned at a very high level. They're just not able to guard people. Too many turnovers tonight. But even tonight, you know, with the guys playing, as I said, you got some guys that are going to end up in the G League again. They shot 51%, uh, and they had uh, 27 assists. So it's a sign that the offense is clicking and a sign that the guys who are going to be here are are functioning well in the offense, especially a guy like Wiggins who just got here and isn't having any problems assimilating at all. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's Warriors wrap up with JD and Whitey here, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. As you listen to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, a radio.com sports station, Suns 112, Warriors 106. Uh, the headline is Andrew Wiggins and his performance tonight. We will hear from the head coach of the Dubs, Steve Kerr, in just a moment. The other question I started the show with, and I want to get your thoughts on this, You know, have I been selling Marquise Chris a little bit short? I, I think he's clearly an NBA player. I think he's clearly somebody that could be part of a three- or a four-headed center position attack for the Warriors next year. But I think the question, and, and he's pushing the envelope with this a little bit, Whitey, could he be your main center and hmm. somebody that's not splitting time three or four different ways, but somebody that you'd feel comfortable playing 28 to 32 minutes a night? Can you imagine, let's say you're at the game tonight, you're a Suns fan, and you've been a Suns fan for a while, been going to the games for, for a few years now, and you remember Marquise Chris as a son, and then you saw him tonight. Can you imagine what your reaction would be? Look like what? a totally different person. Who is that? Yeah. Yeah. Now... The Suns are really short-handed, especially in the front court, so they had to play small tonight. And their bigs had hurt the Warriors in other games. Yes, yes. they had no Aiton, they had no Sharich, they had no Baines, uh, and there's a, Kaminsky didn't play. But Marquise Chris, okay, so he had 18 and 12. Well, yeah, but you got to consider who he was playing against. However, he's had three good games in a row now, and the first of those three games was against the freaking Lakers. So, yeah. yeah, and he's... Uh, He's really uh, he's really got a presence around the basket uh, on both ends of the court. And like Wiggins, I think the fact that he's playing well, you know, there are some players where you look at them playing well with a short-handed squad, and, and Alec Burks is a name that comes to mind, who's 
now, you know, with the 76ers. Yeah, he had made his debut last night a little shaky. But but he's the kind of guy that you look at him getting numbers, and I think to a lesser extent even Glenn Robinson the third. I'm not I'm not putting down the guys that aren't here at all, but I think you, you look at, okay, how do the numbers that an individual player are putting up, how does that fit in the context of a good team next year, you know, just positionally and cohesively? And I think you could make the case that, like Wiggins, Marquise Chris playing well and doing the things that he's doing right now actually plays and might translate to playing with Steph and Clay and Draymond and maybe even some of the things he's doing now would become even easier for him to accomplish with regularity. So I'm starting to wonder if maybe I've even sold Marquise Chris a little bit short as far as the level by which he could contribute next year. If I may digress for a moment because you mentioned GR3 and Burks, Sunday, Glenn Robinson III made his debut with Philly. He had 10 points in 12 minutes, and he scored six points last night. Burks made his Philly debut last night uh, for the Sixers. They, of course, they uh, they beat the Clippers. He was uh, he scored two points on one of four shooting, and some in the Philly media already kind of criticizing him, at least in that game, for his shot selection. As for Chris, I don't think anybody could be blamed for maybe being skeptical but it's just he continues to play better and better. So how could we see this coming? This is a, it's an incredible story. It, it really is. And again, it continues to to get better and better as we start to see the Warriors. Like you can see now, and for the the first you know fifty games until the the, the trades here, the last couple, uh, the last week and the last handful of games, it was hard to figure out okay which pieces were for sure going to be around and which pieces may or may not be around and 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 you to start to pencil out how it would all look, and, and D'Angelo Russell maybe being part of that. Now you can start to see, okay, you know four of the five starters. Chris is making a hell of a push to maybe be the fifth starter. You know you're going to need another big. You know you're going to need a backup wing and probably a backup either point guard or combo guard. And then you have some nice pieces that you like uh, as far as maybe the third, the third string or the third tier of the roster. It's all starting to, even though the Warriors aren't winning, it's starting to pencil out how they're going to attack it and what they're specifically going to need and who might be able to contribute and contribute next year of the guys that are here and in what ways. One of those guys that the Warriors will be counting on to contribute next year, of course, is Eric Paschal. I was really happy for him because he's had uh, mostly an up first half, but a little bit up and down, and he hit the rookie wall. You know, at one point, uh, he played a little better when the calendar turned over to the new year, then he's had some injuries. But tonight, he finishes the first half, if you will, with 12 points and six rebounds, five of eight shooting. So I was really happy to see that. Interestingly, Kai Bowman only played four minutes tonight. Uh, It was Jeremy Pargo uh, scoring 15 points in 20 minutes in what could be his last game. I think there's every reason to believe, right, J.D., that the Warriors bring him back on another 10-day. But this could it's the last day of his the last game of his 10-day deal, and he uh, he made the most of it. Yeah, and he's not shy either no, as no, far as getting not. shots up, but but he's got, I think, a little bit more of a, a ready-to-go offensive game compared to Kai Bowman, and it does sound as if Kai Bowman's in the Warriors' plans for next year, uh, but he has struggled uh, the, the last handful of games, so much so that he didn't get the start tonight. Jordan Poole, that's something else we'll have to get into Jordan Poole getting the start alongside Damian Lee in the backcourt. How did, how did he look? We'll get into all that coming up. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Suns beat the Warriors 112-106. to uh, The Warriors had won nine straight games in Phoenix 
So that streak snapped in a year where a lot of streaks like that, where the Warriors have built up some dominance uh, against teams, uh, have already come to an end or will come to an end. You can kind of add that one to the list in what is the gap year for the Dubs. Let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Warriors, and get his thoughts on not only Jordan Poole getting the start, but also Andrew Wiggins and Marquise Chris. Yeah, mistakes. Uh, mistakes all over the place. Uh, disappointing. Um, you know, we did a lot of good things. Um, but you can't overcome 22 turnovers and giving up 32 points. I think it was 32 off of those turnovers. So um, disappointing, but um, you know, the whole point is to try to learn from our mistakes and grow, and we've got to make sure we're doing that. Not as good as you could have expected with Wiggins through three games. Uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, I, he's uh, you know the one the one thing we've been able to do is just plug him in on the opponent's best player. You know, so that alone just allows us to set up our defense better. So tonight he was on Booker, he was on LeBron the first game. Um, you know, it's just. I think you just, you can, because of his size and length, um, you know, we can just put him on, on the opponent's best guy and then match up from there. So it makes our defensive matchups easier. And then uh, he's been really good. You know, he hasn't played with us and played in our style for, uh, for long at all, but he, you know, he's been really efficient. Um, he's enjoying himself. He's finding a, a groove out there, and um, he's played at a very high level. Defensive stats, if you look at his history, aren't that great. You know, like point nine, point eight type stuff. But since he's been with you, had a five steal game the other night. Tonight, I think he had four blocks, two steals. Can you? Are you seeing that you might be able to pull that out of him, like the more disruptive type? Of we hope so. I mean, it's you know, three games is obviously small sample size, um, but um, our, our coaches are talking to him every day about uh, what we want, what we need from him, and. Um, Again, the the fit is there. You know, the the position um, is is, uh, is is so needed uh, for us, uh, given um, the losses in our roster over the last couple of years. So, um, he's he's been a, a perfect fit, and he's playing well. But um, you know, he's got to keep keep getting better, and we've got to keep pushing him. All right, so Steve Kerr there with a lot of thoughts on Andrew Wiggins and the way we started the show as well, talking about uh, the reason the Warriors didn't win this game, which was, of course, the mistakes and the turnovers. But uh, big picture, it's really all about Wiggins, and and Wiggins has played well in three games. Yeah, I get the sense, listening to Steve Kerr, and I uh, concur with Kerr, when he talks about Wiggins, he feels like, okay, maybe this guy isn't going to be, you know, certainly he's not Kevin Durant. Is he going to be more like Harrison Barnes? I don't know, but they have – it's such a good fit now that it's okay. That's an area that we now we don't have to worry about. Okay, yeah. we got we got a small forward. Okay, what well, there are other things we need, and he's got to get better. But it it just seems like there's a sense of relief there that he knows that okay, we've got that area now. And it's really good to see that in it's already even without the actual team around him, it it's working. Yeah. Yeah. And, and working in the way that you envision it working when you have the team, mm-hmm. not working in a way of, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not to rag on D'Angelo Russell, but not in a manner of, well, D'Angelo got his 36 tonight and they were in the game. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell was a bad fit here. That's not his fault. Right? No. Yeah. No, it's uh, absolutely not. How about Steve Kerr saying we have been able to plug him, Wiggins, in on the other team's best player and set up our defense from there? Wow. 
I mean, you wouldn't have thought you would hear that. <laughs> no. And I know they had him on Booker a little bit, which Steve talked about. And they also, he guarded LeBron in the, the game on Saturday night, which I think was important. He had some time on Jimmy Butler the other night as well against Miami. So, so far, so good for Andrew Wiggins. Look, uh, I, I'm sure he's going to take his lumps at some point, but you got to like what you've seen. Yes, you do. It's very encouraging. Uh, Marquise Chris, very encouraging. I uh, can't wait for Steph Curry to come back now and see how that piece fits in and how everything you know starts working from there. And with no games for a week, I mean, by the time the Warriors play their next game, which would be, what, eight nights from tonight, a week from tomorrow, uh, we're essentially a week and a half to two weeks away from Stephen Curry's I return. I know, and I'm telling you. At I, that point. I, think, I still think there's a very good chance that Clay's back, but it's possible no one knows the answer to that yet for certain. All right, he's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570, It is Warriors Wrap-Up. We're brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, and we will continue here on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason having a little fun on a Wednesday night because it's the All-Star break, Yay, Whitey. It is the All-Star break. The Warriors lose. Tonight to the Suns in Phoenix, 112 to 106 as the Warriors drop to 12 and 43. We got a look at the reverse standings at the All-Star break, although there still are two more games tomorrow and I think one more game tonight uh, that is still yet to be determined uh, to close out uh, this Wednesday in the NBA and then uh, a week off for the Dubs and then they'll be back in action with the four-game homestand at Chase Center, which will begin a week from tomorrow night. Uh, with the Warriors trying to beat the Rockets again at Those Chase Center. Crazy, crazy Rockets. What do you think? I know we'll talk more about that when the game rolls around, but what do you think of what they're doing here? I, I think it's a matter of Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni saying, you know what? We're probably out of here. This is probably it. We're going to do it just, our way. Yeah, let's just give it a shot. We're going to do it our way and see no if it centers works. And just shoot even more threes and go down Everybody swinging. Shoots threes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, I don't think. They have any chance in hell to win a championship. They beat Boston last night. I'm not disagreeing with you, but, you know, they beat the Lakers last week. They beat Boston last night. And then they got ran out of the gym by Phoenix. Yeah, the next night. And then they suffered a tough loss to Utah. Yeah, and I would say, you know, competitive loss, a high-level loss to yeah. Utah. Uh, I I don't think the Rockets can win a championship. To me, it's a different version of the same. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see who they get matched up with in the playoffs. I know the, the previous version of... The Rockets, the Chris Paul, James Harden Rockets were a very difficult matchup for the Jazz. Like they, the Rockets had really had their number uh, and 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 handled them. Uh, I wonder if that might be a little bit different with Westbrook being less efficient. It it still seems like how he goes, they go. Right. If he plays really well and scores and and is making, you know, if he has a a twelve of twenty four game. They win. If he has an 8 of 24 game, they lose. It almost seems like that's just like clockwork. It seems like with everyone shooting so many threes, he has more avenues to attack the basket, which, of course, that's what he's really good at. So so I agree it's uh, um, very unlikely they they get any further than they've been getting the playoffs the last few years. I just, I, you know, when they're on, I just shake my head and I can't take my eyes off them. As I, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. What did you think tonight of Jordan Poole getting the start at point guard? 
I know they used Draymond Green a lot as the the pseudo point guard tonight, but it was really a a two guard line, you know, a two guard lineup with Damian Lee playing the the shooting guard and Jordan Poole kind of a combo guard at this point in the backcourt with Wiggins uh, and Draymond and Marquise Chris. How do you think that worked out overall in the time that they were all on the floor together? He did have three assists. Uh, and I think his shot selection is better, even though his overall shooting numbers aren't really that much better. But he seems he seems a lot more comfortable running point than he does being a spot up shooter, which he was early in the earlier in the year. Remember, when he was pretty much yeah, come off the screen, catch and shoot. It it gets and, it gets back to the fact that he's done other things well. Well, it, it almost leaves you hopeful in every other area except for shooting. Right. Like he he looks more comfortable in just about every area. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's it's funny. I remember years ago when Kiki Vandeway played and with Denver, you know, in their offense, he was just boom boom boom, he'd score. Then he went to Portland and it wasn't as much there was a, a little bit difference as far as catch and shoot or or creating your own shot, and he was not the same player at all. I mean, you'd think, well, a shooter can shoot, but there's a big difference between doing what Jordan Poole's doing now, which is running the offense, and then just being a guy who comes off screens, catch-and-shoot guy, which is what they wanted to be earlier in the year, and he really struggled with that. 888-957-9570, It is Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Whitey here on 95.7 The Game. Suns beat the Warriors tonight, 112-106. to What do you think of Andrew Wiggins so far in three games? Looks like a, a, a pretty solid fit, and... Have I been selling Marquise Chris short as far as really being a guy that can be a, a legitimate contributor that takes the the lion's share of the of the center minutes for this Warriors team next year? I've I've been of the belief to this point that he can be, you know, one of maybe three or four different players that split that forty eight minutes. He's showing that he might be somebody that could play closer to 25 or 30 minutes on a regular basis. Yes, but given you the benefit of the doubt, I could see why I think on some level you're still waiting to see how frequently he can do this, frankly, on a better team in more high-leverage situations, right? I, mean, he's I playing, am. He's playing great. But he's I doing do everything think he that can do. the things that he's doing on this team Translate, play well yeah. and, right. and almost play easier when you have – better players around him as the Warriors will have better players around him here. Yeah. I just think it makes sense to wait and see, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's hard to believe how far he's come in such a short time and how he looks like, well, he's a center now. There's no question. Yeah. I, I, he was going to have to be a center for sure. I know there was some thought, well, is he a four? Is he a five? Uh, I, I think, you know, he, I know he has knocked down a couple of threes, but, you know, don't even worry about that at this point. I, I would, you know, it almost feels like the Warriors have told him, yeah, if you're wide open, take it. Right. Why not? If there's two seconds left on the shot clock and you're standing there, yeah, there are worse options perhaps. But we think, but otherwise, that's not his game. Yeah, but we think you're more of a passer out high. And I think that's something that continues to impress. But otherwise, work around the basket a little bit and let guys find you and let guys set you up. Uh, I, I, just another night where you're left, and I know the Suns were woefully shorthanded in terms of their bigs, but another night where you're kind of left with, boy, this guy could be a find and a rotation player next year. I'll tell you what he's doing now, to your point, that'll get even easier 
and this is probably exactly what you're talking about, if you got Steph and Clay on the floor and the defense is even more stressed, it's even harder for them to keep track of him when he's running the baseline for lobs, right? When you've got when your defense has to worry about Wiggins and Draymond presumably and Clay and Steph, it's even harder to contain Marquise Chris. Yeah. In the dunker's position. Yeah. And and just I didn't think look, the Warriors brought Willie Cauley Stein in to be that guy. And Marquise Chris is out Willie Cauley Stein, Willie Cauley Stein. He has. In, in every way. And I know you've brought up at different times the skill level that Willie Cauley Stein believes that he has in terms of, you know, just all around game. Marquise Chris has shown some all around game. Well, the athleticism that he exhibits on those lob catches, he makes some really difficult catches. You know, which is that's Willie Colley Stein had a lot of those, right? Where he would go up and you get the lob and dunk it. But Marquise Chris can take a, a lob that's a little off target and still convert for you. Yeah, and that's important. But yeah. I just I, the court vision, the passing, the ability mm-hmm. to use his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the dribble handoffs and, and things like that. Uh, I, I mean, that's an element that I think you, if you'd watched Marquise Chris, you could tell he had some of that to his game. But you're seeing where playing in this Warrior system, which benefits intelligent players, that that he's got some intelligence to his game on that level. And then again, I I keep coming back to the fact that I like the fact he's got a little feistiness to him. Yeah, I like the fact that he's got a little edge to him. I like those guys that at any moment might just snap on you and lose it. Devin Booker snapped on him a little bit tonight. Yeah, that was uh, there was a little of uh, Devin Booker, I think. Hey, where was this guy when right. you were playing for us? Right. Sure. And and, and yeah. getting at him a little bit. John mm-hmm. Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, it is Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. We will hear from Andrew Wiggins coming up here momentarily. Uh, and we will also have the call of the game. And uh, we'll tie a bow on the first two-thirds of the Warriors season. That's right. They've this gone thing is past flying by. The two-thirds mark uh, with the ball game tonight. Uh, We'll discuss all of that as uh, Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here in studio. The Warriors fall to the Suns tonight in Phoenix. Suns beat the Dubs 112-106, to so the Warriors hit the All-Star break. 12 up and 43 down, now two-thirds of the way through the season, Whitey, uh, and uh, still a lot, I think, to look forward to uh, in the final couple of months with 27 games to go, and Stephen Curry's return on the horizon, and you know some of the things that we've seen, maybe Clay Thompson returning at some point for a handful of games and and now starting to slot in just where guys fit. I'll give you three things I'm looking forward to in the second half of the Warriors season here. That is after the All-Star break. Final third. Of course, yeah. Of course, Steph Curry's return. We know it's coming. Can't wait. Uh, Wiggins' continued growth, continued play. We'll see how much he continues to improve in the Warriors' uh, offense and defensively as well. And also Zion Williamson's first visit to the Chase Center. Yeah, that's coming Looking up. forward to that. That's coming up. Yeah. Uh, that, what, first weekend, right? The Warriors are back. Uh, I think it's Sunday, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That first weekend, the Warriors play Thursday. It's, it's kind of like 
it's kind of like how the the season began. The Warriors played Thursday, and then they didn't play again until Sunday. Well, they they the games are more spread out, so yeah, they play that Thursday, and then they play the Pelicans on Sunday. Sacramento is in uh, on Tuesday, the twenty. What would that be? Fifth, I guess. Uh, and then yeah, the Lakers are back. Yeah, Sunday again. the twenty third is the Pelicans coming yeah. here. Zion Williamson. Yeah. Woo. So that'll be a that'll be a lot of fun, right? Yeah, no doubt. Let's uh, go so ahead. So is and... Wiggins going to guard him? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Ingram, huh? He'll be guarding Ingram. And that's a another matchup that you're looking forward to. Look, the, the the most impressive thing I think for Wiggins to this point has been the defense, the effort on defense. Yep. Because totally that's agree. been I think the biggest knock on him. I and I know he's been efficient offensively in two of the three games, which is all. Maybe equally as important, but here's the thing: if the Warriors are going to get Steph and Clay back, and and they're going to be taking a lot of shots and will carry the offense in a lot of ways, I think Wiggins' defense becomes the most important aspect of his game. Also, his three point shooting—it's not just the numbers. The three point shot looks better now than it did even when he first got here. He's got a little more uh, arc on it, and he's taking the right shots. Yeah, again, he's not taking seven, eight threes a game. He's taking the four three or four that are open yep and and so that's been a big benefit but I just I think that the defense is the big thing and we heard Steve Kerr mention it uh, as well all right let's go ahead and hear from Andrew Wiggins uh, as he met with the media in Phoenix yeah we were kind of you know chaos the ball a little bit uh, we played hard, you know, but we you know we just made some mistakes. Uh, you know, we have that much turnovers. You know, it's gonna be hard to win the game. Yeah, four blocks tonight. Been, it seems like you've been taking ownership of the defense over the last few games. Is that something that you've been doing, and have you been taking the challenge personally? Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. You know, that's something I'm trying to stay, you know, really consistent with. You know, just being active and you know trying to get you know into you know the opposing. You know, opposing player and just trying to make it tough for him. You know, like Devin Booker's a hell of a player. You know, so just trying to make it tough on him. You know, but he's a good player. He's going to hit shots. You know, I've got to keep my composure and just stay with what I do. Is that something you want to guard the other team's best player? You guarded Bron the other night, guarding Devin Booker. Is that something, Jimmy Butler, is that something that you want on a night and night basis? For sure. You know, because it's a great challenge. You know, and it's only going to make me better. You know, just guarding, you know, the best, you know, best guys in the league and seeing their tendencies and how they play. You know, it's only going to make me better. So I love it. What have you discovered about the vertical spacing Marquise Chris gives you guys? Oh, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. You know, he's great on both ends of the floor. You know, he gets you open on offense. You know, he can score inside and on defense. You know, it's good having a big fellow down there that can block shots, you know, and you can really rely on. What's the biggest thing you want to see over the last stretch of the season? Um, From yourself and Just fitting in, you know, fitting in better, you know, getting used to more used to all the plays and, you know, the style of play, you know, because I went from one style of play to, you know, a different one. You know, the pace that this team plays on, plays at is very fast, you know, and I feel like that's for my, to my advantage. Yeah, so he's taking the challenge on defense, Andrew Wiggins. For sure. I want to guard the other team's best player, for sure. He's taking advantage of a system change and learning it. And I, the other part of this is what he just touched on at the end. It's the Warriors playing a more a speedy, athletic game. I think that really benefits Andrew Wiggins, too. Oh, absolutely. And that goes hand in hand. It's easier for them to do with him because he's just so well-suited for that. And the first thing Steve Kerr said when explaining how they're going to use him and everything is 
Throw the ball ahead. Run the, the ball ahead. Run, run the floor yes. hard. Play defense, run, run the floor. And everything else is going to take care of itself, and I think we've we've seen that so far uh, in the first three games here. Maybe I'm putting too fine a point on it, but just imagine you're the first pick. You're at Minnesota. There's all these expectations. You're the first pick. You're supposed to be really good. Hey, the team's terrible. Oh, Jimmy Butler came in here. He didn't think you played hard enough. All these people think you don't try hard. Then you get traded uh, to the Warriors, and the coaches run hard and play defense. That's what we want you to do. Run the floor and play defense. I could do that, right? Yeah, and in some ways, the pressure's off. Exactly. Especially for these last 27 games now, and, and 30 when he came over. But it's just, it, it's get back to basics. It's almost a, a, a little, uh, you know, training camp, if you will, yeah. for, the re- for the rest of his career in a lot of ways. It's, it's, hey, this is a transition from the player I've been to the player I'm going to be at 25 years old. His birthday, I believe, is the 23rd, that day of the Pelicans game, Ah. his 25th birthday. So he's got an opportunity here to, you know, almost a fork in the road of his career where he can, he could do a lot of the things and have the game be simplified for him and, and be a completely different player, you know, by in the next couple of years. I know there are some smart people that know a lot about basketball that are still suggesting, you know what? They want to spin this guy for something else. And I'm sure if something became available... I don't they think could, that way. I don't think that's their... I, I, that could be their plan B. To me, that was but, always plan A with Russell. Yes, I it agree. Was, it, was gonna, it was just a matter of when and how. Right. But with Wiggins, I think the, the preferred choice is Wiggins comes in and he just fits. Definitely with Steve Kerr. I mean, you can hear it in his voice. You can see it in his face when he talks about him. They like him. And I think, you know, I, we said this the other night. I like his disposition. And, and I still think... There's a little of, you know, the quieter guy, the more soft-spoken guy, I think at times gets deemed like he doesn't care. And I think maybe a little of that was going on with Wiggins in Minnesota. Again, not saying I followed every single game there, and there were certainly a lot of games where I watched Wiggins play against the Warriors and other teams where you're thinking, God, what the heck is going on there? But I do think maybe part of it is just a, a personality issue that can rub some people the wrong way just because – you're you're so used to I think in sports wanting everybody to be an alpha. I I think it's really telling that Coach Thibodeau apparently gave a strong endorsement uh, when he talked to Steve Kerr on Wiggins. Yeah, and you, and, and and he's been around yeah. the last week. Yeah, just kind of hanging out, helping mm-hmm. that process. Yeah, because well, you could understand right if he said, "Look, he's a talented player, but I, I just don't know." We we're not privy to the conversation, but apparently. He had nothing but really good things to say about Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, coachable and yeah. and, and will we'll fit right in yeah. with, with what the Warriors want to do. So, so far, so good for Andrew Wiggins. Let's get to the call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Here comes Poole circling to the left corner. Ball goes up top. Wiggins straightens up for three. Got it! Wiggins knocks it down. It's a four-point game. All right, so listen to Jolo and Dibs tomorrow here on 95.7 The Game, 9.30. And if you can correctly identify the call of the game, you will win $50 to Woo-hoo! Schroeder's Restaurant uh, in San Francisco as uh, the Warriors uh, call of the game here uh, on 95.7 The Game uh, is brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile, the best deal in wireless Again, 9.30 tomorrow, if you can correctly identify the call we just played. It's $50 to Schroeder's Restaurant, 240 Front Street in San Francisco. Final thoughts? 
Final thoughts. Looking forward to the second half. Looking forward to a little. Uh, I'm looking forward to you having a little respite, actually. Yeah, not yeah. quite yet, though. I'll be back tomorrow uh, with Steiny and Guru, still mm-hmm. filling in for Bonte the next couple of days, and then yeah, I'm gonna get uh, five days away. Uh, so you'll be holding it down with uh, Ryan Covey on Warriors this week on Saturday, right? That's right. Looking forward to that. And I just feel like obviously it's been a difficult season, but to this point. Well, I think the worst is over, and now it's onward and upward. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk to you next Thursday at Chase Center for the first of four on the homestand following the break. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Cody Paspi and uh, to Alex Scott for Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. We will be back next Thursday, Woo-hoo! 6 o'clock at Chase Center for the Warriors and the Rockets. Fox Sports Radio is coming up next. Suns beat the Warriors tonight. 112 to 106, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.